What's up, IDP Army? It's your man, Jordan Reigns, at 50 Shades of Drunk. If you want to give me a follow on the old Twitterverse, this is the IDP Army podcast. This is our channel. We talk about all things fantasy football, IDP, Dynasty, best ball. We cover it all, all fantasy football. So today, got a great show for you. We are going to be talking about Dynasty movers at wide receiver. We have some wide receivers that have definitely been seeing their value rise. In, since the turn of the new year, we are in 2023. Dynasty Fantasy Football season is officially here. Have a handful of receivers that we really like. Uh, everyone likes. You know what I mean? So that's the situation is if everyone likes a player, their value is on the rise. Or if everyone's against a player and their value is going down, how do we as savvy, smart, winning fantasy managers handle those situations? Do we buy? Do we sell? Do we keep? Do we trade? Do we cut? Do we see as a bearish asset? Are their value gonna, is their value going to go down? Do we see them as a bullish asset? Do we think even though they are on the rise, they could keep going up? Does that mean this is still a good buy moment? So we're going to break into that, talk about it a little bit with a handful of players who hopefully you already have on a handful of your teams. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. But before that, do me a huge favor. Subscribe to the channel. Go down into the comments, leave us a comment, tell me who you are looking to buy in Dynasty at the wide receiver position this offseason, who you're trying to unload, trying to flip. I uh, would love to hear how everyone out there is sort of looking at their rosters now that we are a couple of weeks into January and how they're planning to attack the offseason because it isn't really an offseason. It's part of Dynasty. There is no offseason. But how do you plan to play through the offseason? You feeling good? You chilling with your roster or you making some moves? Leave a comment below. Would love to hear that. Now, before we jump into things today, it is January 16th, 2023. Just to let you know what the Dynasty Market's all about. It's Martin Luther King Jr. Day. I felt it would be unwise, disrespectful even, if I didn't um, reference that. And I do want to read a quote from Martin Luther King before we jump into the dynasty fantasy stuff. Uh, he said here in his Nobel Peace Prize acceptance speech in Oslo, Norway, 1964. I have the audacity to believe that peoples everywhere can have three meals a day for their bodies, education and culture for their minds, dignity, equality, and freedom for their spirits. I think the most important words are the first few. I have the audacity to believe. Starts here. Okay. If you watch Ted Lasso, you know what I'm saying? You got to believe it. So thank you for everything you did for us, MLK. Um, we, 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 we honor you here on this show. All right. Next thing I'm going to talk about before we get into the Dynasty stuff is how we do in the bash. It's been two weeks since I did a show. Went to New York City. We were in the Big Dog Bash. That's the We were in that because we had the BDG 3 pass, which was put out by Nick Ercolano and the Big Dog's Gonna Eat uh, brand. We bought their NFT pass, and we, we won straight up. If you've been watching, you know we talked about it a lot, and I say we won. I'm just going to walk you all through the whole trip, just because. Why not? A couple of minutes, then we'll get to the dynasty stuff. So 
left Cape Girardeau, Missouri. That's where I live on Saturday morning, drove to St. Louis, got on a plane from St. Louis to Detroit, was delayed in Detroit for over an hour because of some bad weather. So I ended up getting to New York City about an hour later than I thought, got there, got an Uber to the to the spot, get out of the Uber, and out comes the man himself, Nick Ercolano. He's already at the, at the Airbnb with Tony. Uh, he comes down, he meets me. What's up? We dap it up. I say, what's up, my guy? It's, it's unreal to see you in real life, blood, flesh, uh, no tears. Uh, and I had a, if you're in the fantasy industry, you're watching this, you're probably not. But if you want to know, a lot of people in the fantasy industry are either a lot of taller than you think they are or a lot shorter than you think they are. Nick was like exactly my height. So I was like, all right, bet. Like, this is good. This is a good start. <laughs> so been traveling all day go upstairs. We had to walk up like 20 flights of stairs in this B Airbnb that we had, they got me, um, go up there, sweating my balls off, change clothes. We're there talking for five minutes and we're out the door. Me, Nick, Tony, we go down to a bar. We watched some football. I forget what we were watching. I think it was college football. We just drank some beers and talked, had a good time. This is new year's Eve, by the way. So New York city, obviously always popping, start popping off Nick and Tony, you know, they're cool dudes. They had, you know, VIP tickets to some event or something like that. Uh, you know, then I told him I was coming. You know, I told him way back in June, July. I said, hey, I'll be there. You know, you might as well get me a spot. But they didn't have no faith. So they didn't have a ticket for me, which was totally fine. I'm not shading them at all because like I was like, not trying to be about that life for real, at least not after a day of traveling. So they jetted out around, I don't know, 10, 1030. Uh, I was at this bar we were at, drank another beer, watched a little bit more of the Georgia game. I think that was the game that was on. Then I went and got a piece of pizza and I headed back to Airbnb, put on the King and pass the f out um that was my new year's eve in new york city i know a little anticlimactic we had big things to do the next day next day woke up nick met me outside uh we were always outside you know how it is if you're a big dog uh but like eight nine in the morning he claims that he slept a few hours i don't buy it one bit that dude was not he didn't sleep at all um but we walk around for a while, saw some rats, saw some, you know, trash, saw New York City, took some cool pictures, just chatted, looked for some coffee, found some coffee, went to Washington Park, saw a dude shitting in a plastic bag, you know, had some good conversations about life, creation, all that stuff. We drank our coffee, headed back to Nick's apartment, chilled there for a minute, then we took off to the office. Got to the office, good time meeting Ike, meeting Tony, meeting all the guys, watched football all day long with David who was my opponent, the other finalist in the bash, um, Steelers fan, good dude. End of the day, it was basically a 50-50 on who was going to win. I think my projection was about six points more. I had T. Higgins, I had Devin Singletary, and I had Josh Allen left. So we all know how that goes. So I'll, I'll side piece, put that on pause there. Anyway, Sunday night, go back to my apartment or my Airbnb, ate some more pizza, drank some more beer. Passed out. Monday morning, woke up, did the same kind of thing with Nick. Ate, uh, went and got some coffee, chatted, hung out for a little bit. Then we went into the office and just did some work. You know, he had work to do. I had some stuff to do for the IDP Army. I was checking out, you know, doing the email crap. You know, New Year, making sure everything is set up. Uh, got to do an episode of his show on his channel with him. And overall, it was just a great experience, a great time. Good hanging out with those guys. Good to meet Animal. Good to meet Ike. Good to meet Tony. Good to meet David. Good to commune with other guys. And I, I'm getting to the Dynasty Fantasy football of it, and I'll get there right after this. But I will say, as somebody who watches football by myself a lot, you know what I mean? Like, I don't have, like, a posse or anything. I have a man cave. I kind of didn't realize until I was there, week 17 or whatever it was, watching football with the boys, 
that I hadn't watched football with the boys all season. I'd watch 16 weeks of, fa- of football by myself or with my kids running around. You know what I'm saying? So it kind of made me it made me remember why I fell in love with it. You know what I mean? Even that one week, it, it was cool. It was a cool experience. It was cool. Like at one point, I was just sitting there. I looked over and I was like, we're just dudes watching football. It's like, you know what I'm saying? And it was like, bet. Like, this is what it's all about. You know what I mean? Um, so anyway, long story short, we all know that game on Monday night did not get played, which was crazy. What ended up happening was we had to call with Nick and with David and with Animal made the made a call, you know, just decided, look, we we, we don't know how we want to handle this exactly. Uh, but they were open to, you know, saying if it's a true 50 50, would you guys be open to both being co-champs since it's year one? You would both get a first place prize. I was down. You know, what I mean, I didn't want to come in second, obviously, but I was the one who was actually down because I had T. Higgins, Devin Singletary and Josh Allen. But I didn't think it was fair that people who rode their whole season in fantasy football and got to that position with those players literally had those players removed from an option. I thought of personally, I thought a decent option would have been to take the week 18 scores, post date them to week 17 and see what happened. But overall, you know, a lot of people didn't want to do that. Fantasy managers just wanted the season to end or commissioners, which again is a weird thing to me that people were so hasty to end the season. Um, That's another video for another time. But anyway, so you're looking at him champ, the first bash, number one, me and David co-champs, whatever. Prince of the city, king of New York, whatever you want to call it. So thank you, IDP Army. It wasn't just me. It's us. You know what I mean? This is huge, in my opinion, for IDP, just because it puts me in a position where now I've shaken hands with some real people. I've, you know, put my name out there and done some real things. Yeah, I'm not Pat Coran. I didn't win, you know, best ball mania. But you know what? I've been thinking. You know, I might I might have to call a shot on Best Ball Mania next year, too. We'll see. You know, you got to be careful when you start hitting bullseyes all the time, ladies and gentlemen. You got to be careful what shots you do call. You know what I'm saying? You ever read the monkey paw? Got to be careful out here. So we'll see. You know, just knowing that I could win Best Ball Mania, three, four, five, whatever it is, just by speaking it into existence. Good feeling. All right. So what you're really here for is Dynasty Wide Receivers. Let's jump into it. These are, this information is coming off of Keep Trade Cut. It's a crowdsourced website that takes dynasty information from all over individual people, individual leagues. They come in, they use their website, and then they crowdsource this data and create crowdsourced value based dynasty rankings. I like to use these because, and unlike the rankings that an analyst would put out, which are a reflection of that person's opinion, these rankings that Keep Trade Cut generates are a reflection of what the true consensus fantasy dynasty fantasy football player is thinking, how they are playing fantasy football. So let's go ahead and talk about the biggest risers at wide receiver. One of these guys is, and I say biggest, CD Lamb's only up three spots. And you're like, okay, that's not a very big move. But he was already in the top five. So I think this is a big move for him to jump over A.J. Brown and to jump over Amon Ross St. Dan Brown, who is down a little bit. Uh, especially if you're at that t- in that top end already to move two and three spots, I think that's very relevant. C.D. Lamb, a player that more people seem to be coming around on, I think kind of realizing – 
he's still going to go up, which is kind of crazy. Uh, you can see the market has reflected. His value has gone up over the past six months quite a bit. And just over the last three, let's look at the last month. It's been about it's been about a month and a half since, or it's been about four or five weeks since the last video like this. Speaking of which, we do have other Dynasty Value videos, and C.D. Lamb was featured in that last one. Yeah. So, yeah, he's up from wide receiver five to wide receiver three. Let's take a look at some of the stats he had this season. CeeDee Lamb, this is his third season in the league. He's played at least 16 games in every season that he's been in the league. He hasn't always had the chance to play with Dak Prescott, though, which is rather unfortunate. But even with that being the case, this is his second 1,000-yard season, and as a rookie, he had 935 yards. This season, receptions, 107. You love to see that. 1,359 yards for C.D. Lamb. Nine touchdowns. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yards of reception, 12.7. I'm not overly concerned with how deep the targets are for a guy like C.D. Lamb because He's very good at yak. He's also very good at contested catches. He's just a very good all-around receiver. So I like that Dak is willing to target him short, medium, and long. One of the better all-around wide receivers in the league, 23 years old, and in his third year in the season now, or in the league, rather. So I think a lot of people are kind of realizing that we have a 23-year-old receiver who basically, with a small bit of imagination, has gone for over three 1,000-yard seasons. You know, not technically. Again, as a rookie, 111 targets, 74 receptions, 935 yards. So C.D. Lamb is on the move. I am not keeping him or trading him or cutting Well, sorry. If I had to keep trade or cut, I don't think I'm cutting him. Oh, obviously, I'm not cutting him. I'm keeping him. I'm not going to trade away CD Lamb right now. And I'm not going to trade for CD Lamb right now. Hopefully, he's on a team that I have already. That's how I'm handling CD Lamb going forward. I don't think that he's a bullish asset. You can't, he's not going to go past Jamar Chase. He's not going to go past Justin Jefferson. Even if one of those two guys had a cataclysmic type of injury, I don't see them falling that much just because of the, the value that we've placed on them. So let's get back to this list. Our next big riser, and we're just going to go down the list in the order. Next biggest riser, Devonta Smith. I'll be honest, when Devontae Smith was coming out, I was skeptical of how he would perform in the NFL. I was skeptical of the Eagles team, coach, everything. And I will say I was wrong. I don't know if I was wrong to be skeptical. I was unpleasantly surprised. Devontae Smith is working his way up the dynasty community's ranks. He's moved his way up my rankings as well. This year, 
played 17 games, 136 targets, 94 receptions. And that was essentially as like the wide receiver two on his team, because I would assume we can all agree A.J. Brown is a wide receiver one for the Eagles. 12.6 yards reception, seven touchdowns. His numbers, honestly, are not that different than C.D. Lamb's. I think that's why we've seen the market moving up on him. Now, here's the interesting thing about Devonta Smith and why, even though he has been going up in value, now wide receiver 12 in Dynasty, I don't know how much higher he can go. And I actually think the market will be a little bearish on him going forward. Why is that? Like I just said with C.D. Lamb, he is 23 years old, basically just finished his third 1,000-yard season. Devontae Smith is already 24. He's a year older than C.D. Lamb. Now, I'm not an ageist, but time horizon is relevant in Dynasty. So even if he maxes out and hits his absolute ceiling, he only has X number of days, weeks, years he can sustain that. And that's probably going to be less than a younger guy. That's just how math works. Wide receiver 12, I think the market is going to come down a little bit on Devontae Smith, especially in the offseason when we start getting the hype around certain players, like a player like T. Higgins, or not T. Higgins, Michael Pittman, for instance. I would much rather have a Devontae Smith than a Michael Pittman. But every year we see these wildly overvalued players, wide receivers, based on potential rising in people's ranks. So Devonta Smith, I think he's going to get pushed down the dynasty consensus rankings in the future. I'm not buying him right now. I am selling him right now or trading him away. And then I'm looking to come back later in the offseason when his value is probably closer to, I bet it would, wouldn't surprise me if he's more in that wide receiver 18 to 20 range in the next six to eight weeks. Be interesting to come back to this. Granted, now now caveat that with if the Eagles win the Super Bowl and Devontae Smith goes on some crazy run, you can just throw all that out the window. <laughs> you probably knew that. Let's take a look at the Dynasty Index. Speaking of which, if you want to take a look at the Ultimate Dynasty Index, you can use this little code thingy right here, scan it, join the membership of our channel, and you can take a look at our rankings. We have Dynasty Rankings, wider, we have Dynasty Rankings, Best Ball Rankings, and obviously Ultimate IDP Index. But you can see my rankings. These have been, these were updated. I don't know. I think I updated them last a week or two ago. And I did creep old Devonta Smith right up here into the bottom of my tier one. So I'm pretty close to consensus on how I value him. But I still don't think that I'm going to be. I think this is a good time to try to move him. That's that's my opinion. Um, and then you can see I'm pretty close to consensus on C.D. Lamb here. He is our dynasty wide receiver four. And the guys in this first tier, similar time horizons because of age. You know, we're looking at all these guys are between 25 and 22. And all of them have a pretty, pretty good set of data in the NFL to back up why you could, should believe in them. Jalen Smith. No sweat on his rep. T. Higgins, no sweat on his rep. D.K. Metcalf. D.K. Metcalf might be the most undervalued dynasty wide receiver right now. 25 years old, but he just doesn't scare. There's, I never feel bad playing D.K. Metcalf. Like You never put him in and are like, yeah, I don't know how I feel about it. Like Literally never. 
And that's such a good feeling to have a wide receiver. And there are a few guys even in this area. Like last year, you would have said that about Debo Samuel, who's our top tier two guy. But now it's a little different, which is actually funny that I say that. A trade I made last offseason was Debo Samuel for DK Metcalf. I'm pretty happy with it. I think the market reflects that that was a smart trade. And speaking of which, let's go back to the third wide receiver who is on the rise the most in the top, you know, 25 dynasty wide receivers, 30 dynasty wide receivers. And that is the player we just mentioned, Debo Samuel. This is me, and this is why in dynasty it's important you play the market. I drafted, and this is this is just a story. I drafted Debo Samuel Dynasty stuff two years ago. Like the eighth round, ninth round. This is when people didn't think he was going to be good. Uh, he was my wide receiver three or four. That first year I had him on my team. He was incredible. I think he was the Dynasty wide receiver or wide receiver one wide receiver two or three that year, running back snaps, tons of touchdowns, looked amazing. And he is amazing. But his value had gone up so much from where I had acquired him where I thought to myself, okay, how do I use this as leverage? DK Metcalf last year didn't have wasn't as amazing as people wanted in certain spots. With the Russell Wilson scare, people were worried. And I said, okay, DK Metcalf is a player that we – people have loved there was a moment in time a couple of years ago where he was the dynasty wide receiver one and now we have a moment where there's a little bit of fear in the market and we have a player like Debo Samuel who people used to be fearful of who's at an all-time high in value to me that just makes sense so I traded Debo for DK DK was incredible this year Debo was all right I ended up having a major you know that was a major positive move for me but Debo Samuel, now here down the stretch, on the rise again. Why? He's showing that he's still out there. He's still capable. People were worried when Jimmy went down. You know, he wasn't being used as much. Ayuk actually performing well. George Kittle coming back out. But Debo is still Debo. People are realizing that. What I think they realize is they probably overvalued him a little bit last year. And that's fine. But that was a reflection of the fact that they undervalued him before that. DK Metcalf, like I said, just for the purposes of this video, I was able to lever up from a Debo Samuel, who's two years older than DK Metcalf, has struggled with injuries. We don't know what his quarterback situation is. And I was able to get DK Metcalf, who we know it doesn't matter who his quarterback is. Okay. He's 25 years old. So I have two full years more time horizon with DK Metcalf. And he's a physical freak. And not just in the like the athletic freak type of way when we speak about Debo Samuel. He is that, but he's also that with a lot more muscle and a lot more power. And he doesn't get hurt. He's basically the Derrick Henry of wide receivers. If you send him across the middle on a slant, the safety's gonna have to make a business decision and i don't know it depends on the down and distance in the game i imagine where where he's going to go with that so this is why I'm doing this video this is why i'm going to do this series 
um, on the wide receivers, the running backs. I mean, all the dynasty positions, because the best way to build a team in dynasty is to be buying and selling, you know, to be trading. But it's so imperative that you look at the market, look at the player, and then figure out what the right move is. Because every player in dynasty fantasy football could be on a winning roster. How are you building your roster? How are you building your team? Are you making wise decisions? Are you trading players away when they are at peak value? Or are you buying players at peak value? If you're buying at peak value, if you buy the top, it's going to be a lot harder to win. Because by definition, if you buy the top, you can't keep going up in value. Now that player may help you win. I've saw quite a few win now trades go down in dynasty leagues. Last couple of weeks, there's a certain caveat or group of people that don't like win now dynasty trades, but I think they're very powerful. Um, I saw a guy guy won my league, got players off of me. I traded him Miles Garrett and DJ Moore two weeks before last two weeks of the semifinals and finals. Miles Garrett crushed the last couple of weeks of the season, and DJ Moore crushed last couple of weeks of the season. The very last week he shit the bed, but before that, I mean he was fucking god all of a sudden. I won't get into my DJ Moore situation in life. He's not on my team anymore. But here's the funny part, and I'm not even mad about this. So I traded my my buddy, DJ Moore. He goes, he wins the title. He's already traded DJ Moore to somebody else. And he got more for him than what I gave him, essentially. I mean, if you really want to try to reduce it down. But that's in this moment. I like what I got back for DJ Moore. For my team, it's going to be powerful. DJ Moore just sitting on my bench. So play the market, be smart, find these moments where players have a higher value than they should or a lower value than they should. And hopefully you can win your leagues. So be sure that you all subscribe to this channel. We do have a lot of really good dynasty content. We have great IDP content. We have great best ball content. It's what we do here. Okay. We love fantasy football. You don't come first place in the bash because you don't love fantasy football. I love playing fantasy football. I love talking about fantasy football. I love creating content around fantasy football. I love all of it. And I love I love you all. So thank you for being here. If you want to come back, which you should, subscribe, hit the bell. And if you want to support the channel, you can become a member at any given moment. All right, y'all. I will be back soon with another Dynasty Risers Fallers video. I uh, don't know what position I'll cover next. Probably running back or wide receiver, obviously, for the offense. And then we are going to be doing our full recap breakdown on the top IDP players. I know you all have been waiting to hear that, waiting to see that. It's one of my favorite shows to do every year. Go back through, see the top 36 to 40 linebackers, defensive backs, and defensive line players research how they got there, putting together production profiles in the Ultimate IDP Index, getting all that information together, and then having a discussion with you all about how we are going to be attacking our defensive players, our IDP players in Dynasty this offseason, in our drafts, in our trades, and just in general. So thank you for being here with us. And like I said, have a happy Martin Luther King Day.
All right, IDP Army, I'm out. Looking for the ultimate edge in fantasy football? The Ultimate Fantasy Index is finally here. The Ultimate Fantasy Index features the Ultimate Dynasty Index, the Ultimate IDP Index, and the Ultimate Best Ball Index. Each index features tiered rankings that are updated daily, which means you'll have a clear understanding of not only who the top players are, but also who the next best options are. More fun, more football, more fantasy for the culture. Join the IDP Army and start winning your leagues today.